Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today on Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. I'm sitting here with my friend, Jamie Schwartzman. She's going to make me laugh during the whole thing because she's looking at me like, you're doing a real grown-up podcast. And she knows You're me such better. An adult. <laughs> exactly, but I'm not quite the adult. So I'm like, and it's probably I don't know. It's it's a little too early to drink. We're pre-recording this, so normally we're broadcasting live on Tuesdays from three to four, and we've rationalized that that's okay. That's late enough to drink, but yeah, we're pre-recording for Thanksgiving week, and it's um, 11 a.m. and it might be a little. A little too early. A little too early. So anyways, but we're going to get to it. But We we'll, both had full days already. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, the daylight savings time has thrown me off. And my children. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like kids and dogs, right? They're the worst. They don't get it. And so no. at first I'm like, about 9 a.m., I'm like, I am so productive. I have done so much today. But yes. then by like 10, I'm like, and I need a nap. <laughs> I'm with you. Last wait, wait. Sunday, which is... And you, so today is November 9th when we're recording, but we're going to broadcast this on November 21st. So just to give context to our listeners. Uh, so we just, uh, this past Sunday, so about five mm-hmm. days ago, did the daylight savings thing. And uh, yeah, I was at the grocery store at like 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. And I was like, dang, I'm feeling good. But then I like crashed. And, <laughs> and then it catches up to you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, in the dreary darkness at night. And, and you want to go to bed at 7 p.m. And I have problems because this is like realtor problems. Uh, my photographer that I use for listings, he has a day job. Okay. And so he usually goes and does photos for me after work. But Makes you sense. can't, there's like this window of time it's for about dark. 60 days where it's just like it's way too dark at, you know, 530. Mm-hmm. And so we're having to like cram all of our uh, listing uh, photography sessions in on the weekends and kind of plan ahead. But he's good and he's worth it. So I kind of feel like we're on a Saturday Night Live episode right now. I know. <laughs> Which one, though? We're just going to chat. We are. That's what this is about. The NPR takeoff where we're both using our nice voices, Uh chatting calmly. Right. Mm, Yeah. We're not going (laughs) to talk about sweaty balls or anything No, not that that one, no. I should introduce who uh, I'm here, and we we do get back to real estate. I think if you're a regular listener of the show, you do realize that we usually circle back around. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I have to say, stick with me, because we're going to get there. between the dog stories and I don't know we, well we talk about the dogs somewhat but like Karen and I you know, usually Karen Mass was on, on the show with me she's the best time lender in the state of Indiana at Ruoff Home Mortgage she's not here today but we get off on these tangents like were you in marching band oh my gosh I was in marching band too what did you play and all of a sudden we launch into this marching band thing and I'm like that's oh, very you probably. and Karen yeah right? it is it's fine right I figure this is a good opportunity for potential clients to learn a little bit about my personality. Yes. <laughs> like you, it or not, this you is are me, right? first realtor. I know. You so are that's why we have Jamie here first today. first and only realtor. First and only. Wow. Well, I'm super excited about today's show. So let me kind of back up and do my little intro. I was afraid we would do this. <laughs> and we were just going to like sit down and start talking. And the engineer is probably like, what the heck is this show about? <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's fine. I've done like 80 shows. Like it doesn't really matter anymore They're used what to it's it. about. Yeah. Um, so I've always tried to put together shows that help people in the process of buying and selling. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like really, really educational. 
at least I like to think that they're educational. Um, but I'm also constantly looking at my clients and trying to figure out what they're having a hard time with and how I can help them on an immediate basis, but then how I can use that and learn and be a better realtor or provide better advice going forward. And so I'm hoping to start a new recurring show topic um, that I'm going to call What's Your House Story? Get Ooh, it? It's like history, like it. but house story. I like it. I gotta and everybody has that. one. Right? Everybody has one. So, you know, we study history so that we can learn from the past and we, you know, hopefully don't make the same mistakes twice. I think we do, though. Um, but that we do better the next time. And history helps us see patterns and it helps us learn lessons and improve our world. And so that's what we're trying to do with our house story episodes is to see what we can learn and improve the buying and selling process for other people and learn lessons. Um, And so I, Jamie is Jamie Schwartzman and she is our guest today and she's a past client and a good friend and she was on a podcast of another friend of ours that yeah. I've also been on because Jamie and I share a love of cruising, we which cruise. we may talk about at some point. Which also, you educated me in cruising, not just real estate, but you educated me in cruising. Yeah, if anybody has questions about cruising, they can call me because I love to. <laughs> kind of an expert. Yeah, I love to talk about cruising. Um, and uh, and so she was on um, our friend Mike Witt's show, the Travel Dreams Radio Hour. And uh, and I was like, gosh, she's so good and natural oh, on the air. Thanks. And I, and I jokingly, I sent you a text and I said, how can I have you on my show? How can we make that work? And you were like, boom, I have an idea. And it's really kind of what started this whole thing. Like, Come and talk to you. Talk. Okay. <laughs> no, but you were like, you know, let's talk about regrets. Basically, yes. it was kind of what I heard. And I, I keep thinking regrets. We have a few. This is yes. what we need your husband, Ed, to sing. Um, but... It's so true, and I think back, and so many people have a hard time making decisions Mm -hmm. on what house to buy because they um, they're afraid they're going to have regrets, right? And it's such a large financial commitment, yeah, that you don't want to feel trapped, right? And yeah, commitment. That's Mm -hmm. that's tough one. I did a show a few months ago, um, back probably in early late like late August, I think, early September, with a psychologist. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. It's a two-part episode because sometimes they There's go a lot to talk about. Let's say um, her name is Dr. Amanda Quinby, and she's here in Bloomington, Indiana. And we talked a lot about how do you make decisions, and especially if you're with a, if you have a partner, mm-hmm. a decision-making partner that you have to share in the decision. How do you get on the same page? How do you? And her specialty is sort of helping people get unstuck, which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, and so. That was a really interesting show, and I want to kind of keep going in that direction with some people uh, sure. or with shows to give advice and help people. And so I think it's just going to be interesting to look back. Um, so let's talk first about, well, you. So oh, you're thanks. Jamie Schwartzman. I am, still. Mother and business owner extraordinaire. Yes. I don't know about extraordinaire, but I try. <laughs> well, uh, if you are in Bloomington, you know, we have listeners all over the world. So here's a great that. plug. You know, I'm very, love very that. popular in Poland for some reason that I can't I'm actually out. Polish. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, 50% Polish. Okay. What's the other 50%? Norwegian. Oh, yeah. Because you're from Minnesota. I am Minnesota. Right? So you're mm-hmm. going to be Latvian or Norwegian mm-hmm. or something, right? Because yours is from Minnesota, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, but you are a co-owner? Is that what you... Have Technically, you? yeah. Okay. A co-owner. But my husband and I own Buffalo Louis. Yeah, they own Buffalo Louis, which is one of the top 10 wing joints, uh, chicken wings, in the country as yes. created by USA Today. So that's pretty cool. Yes. And, uh, we do wings, American food. Just yeah. Burgers, wings. Amazing salads. 
Thank you. In a historical building in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. What's the Hoagie Carmichael connection with your building? Hoagie Carmichael wrote Stardust in our building. There you go. He actually was born and raised in Bloomington. That's amazing. I think Hoagie Star- Carmichael wrote Stardust in a lot of buildings in <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of there's a, a a rental house on the market for sale right now that was his that has that claim to fame too yeah he so his so you guys his have a childhood home mm-hmm. is not far yeah from downtown and you're right one of the things i love about um your restaurant is you are right on the border of campus yep uh and if you're not familiar with bloomington indiana we are the home of uh, indiana university go hoosiers uh and really everything in town sort of we're we're a little city i guess yeah but we are really um everything is driven by the university absolutely values schedules Business yes. selling seasons and real estate yes. and everything. But you are on that border. Um, you're right on the edge right of campus. Right across the street. And so there's this kind of metaphorical, you bridge the university and the community and you bring them together. Yes. And you do that in a lot of different aspects of life. So anyways, go to Buffalo's, get chicken wings. They have points. You can call ahead and pick up your salad. There's all kinds of good stuff. And they have the cutest t-shirts. Thank you. Yeah. We've been working hard at that lately. I went into the little shop. And yeah, I was like, we've been working really hard. Anyway, okay, so we, um, how long have you been in your house? Because you're a homeowner. Yes, so that's why we're here. We, so Ed and I, um, we had just gotten married and we were in a one bedroom condo not far from where we live now on the southeast side of town. Not that all your listeners know where that is, <laughs> but it's kind of near the action of the mall and good shopping and a lot of um, opportunities. And so we knew we liked that side of town. One bedroom condo, boom, we're having a baby after we get married. Great, but a one dr- one bedroom is not going to cut it. No, no. So we actually were really, really saving up money because we knew that we needed a, a good down payment. Mm, okay. um, I was a first-time home buyer, so we were able to take advantage of that through the advice of our awesome realtor. <laughs> and so we opted to look for houses on the southeast side of town, and that was probably, it's I can tell you almost exactly, seven years ago in September. Okay, this past September. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out if it was six or seven. Because seven. Because Avery was seven and diapers, a half. There were yep. diapers being changed on my office floor. There were. <laughs> yes, you remember. Yes. Remember but that she wasn't big enough to like really walk around much. No. Or, no, not yeah. at all. She was She little. wasn't in the terror stage. Not that she was ever a terror. But no. When you're trying to show houses with a two-year-old who's running around wanting to touch yes. everything. So it was more like you put she her She was still on the pumpkin yeah. car seat carrier. So we could kind yeah. of lug her around and just yeah. set her down and walk and... She was good. Cool. So Okay, so you've been a homeowner for seven years, yes. and it was your first time. It was my first time for me. And not your husband's no. first time. No. But it had been a while for him. So he, yeah, so one of the things that we had learned was there were advantages for a first-time home buyer. Mm-hmm. So what worked out for us was we ended up purchasing the house in my name. Did and we do that? We did do that. And then we refinanced that. it with Karen after oh, okay. the fact and uh, then put us both 
on it later on. Oh, I yeah. can't remember strategy. that. Okay. And that is a great strategy. And that's a great, um, let's make that kind of our first point, yeah. is that there are a lot of couples who come in and they end up buying the house in either one person's name or the other. Um, one person's on the mortgage. A lot of times it's one person on the mortgage because the other has a ton of student debt. Yeah. Or sometimes they even rearrange things and they figure someone's got a bad credit score. Let's move some debt over to them. Um, because it's important to remember if Karen was here, she would tell us if you are applying for a mortgage as a couple, yeah. they look at both your credit scores and they kind of take the worst of the two. So that one person has a really good credit score, you're not getting bonus points for that. You're still having to go with, with the, the lowest lower. common denominator. So a lot of people come in, there's no shame in doing that. It does limit um, your income and how much home you can buy because they look at your debt to income ratio and if you're taking one income out of the scenario sure um but that is a good strategy for a lot of people and you can also um if you can't refinance like you did you can still put the other person on the deed oh, so yeah. that they still have a legal claim to the yes. house so there's some strategies like that so that strategy worked well it for worked you really well for us it did and and i don't know if we really had this grand plan going in we were very or i i can only speak for myself i was very naive going in mm-hmm. we began the process before we met you just calling around we would just sort of look at houses and neighborhoods we wanted to be in we had no idea what we were doing because ed was brand new to bloomington right he'd only lived there for about a year and a half he didn't understand the real estate of the town I had been a renter I didn't really understand the real estate of the town so we just sort of started calling numbers and it was such a turnoff to call these numbers and either not get responses from Mm -hmm. realtors for days Mm -hmm. sometimes and on the other hand others were like vultures yeah and we were kind of looking for the between right of we didn't want someone breathing down our neck we also didn't want someone to be non-responsive. Yeah. And we talk a lot. Um, I've done a couple shows, and I should talk about it more. How do you get a realtor to return your phone call? Because we have some tips and tricks on that. Yes. Uh, it seems like you shouldn't have to, as a consumer, use kind of tips and tricks. But there are things that, that you can say and ways that you can say them that indicate to a realtor that we're legit and that we're mm-hmm. serious because we get so many scam calls. And so there is sort of, I'm trying to do a little education yeah. to people to be like, if you say these things, there's a greater chance you're going to get your phone call return. I also realized a lot of realtors, it could be a part-time job or a side yeah. job is what we learned. Yeah. So they kind of have a day job. Yeah. And so you don't hear from them till their day job is over. Right. That was kind of a lesson we learned through our process. Cool. Well, let's go to break. And when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about what your regrets were, what you've yeah. you know, learned, what you would do differently, or what you thought would be an issue and wasn't an issue, that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll be back. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, 
Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thanks for coming back to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. Just a reminder, make sure you find us on Facebook, Deb Tomorrow Realtor, where we post all kinds of links and interesting things. Uh, you know, I had been last year, I guess, I posted some, a bunch of Chuck Norris stuff. Jamie can tell you that I'm very well known in town for my love of Chuck Norris jokes. Very versed in Chuck. I, yeah. Never seen a top te- Walker, Texas Ranger episode in my life, but I do like the Chuck Norris jokes. Um, and one of those popped up on my memory because I was doing one a day for the month of November last year, I think. Everybody was like, I'm posting something. I'm You're thankful for it every day in November. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to post Chuck Norris jokes every day. You can day. be grateful for Chuck. I know. So I may do that again in December. I may make December Chuck Ember or something like that. You. <laughs> right? So anyways, you can see that on Facebook. That was my point. Um, but we are today here talking with Jamie Schwartzman, uh, who is a, a client of mine. She bought a house about seven years ago, and I thought it would just be really interesting to talk about um, not her experience as much as what she has come to appreciate and um, and regret. And I, I was interesting because I was doing a little bit of research. I wanted to see, you know, that everything's out on the Internet, right? Of course. So when I have a show topic, I always just Google it to see, like, sure. what else is out there, right? So I found a couple of articles. There was one from the Washington Post uh, from this past April by a Janelle Mart, uh, and it says the biggest regrets people have after buying a home. And so I thought, well, we'll go through these and kind sure. of see, you know, if you share those or not. Yeah, I can't um, wait to hear. And a lot of them were financially based. And I just I thought that was odd to me because I don't hmm. know – I don't know that that's like what I hear is issues. But anyways, um, so the first one they said is not knowing enough about the house or its location. They were actually doing, there was a survey done um, on a website called NerdWallet. Um, It's Hmm. a financial website for consumers. Uh, And they did a survey of 1,400 homeowners. And so they said one of the regrets 
regrets expressed by 22% of the homeowners in this uh, by a, oh, this was a survey from Trulia website was that they wish they had more information about their homes uh, and I can see this being true some people buying homes in tight markets may try to beat competing offers by not requiring a home inspection um, and not really kind of digging in and discovering problems after the fact that's that seems I guess very um, uninformed yeah that would make me nervous. I don't think I would ever go into making such a large purchase without some type of an inspection. And it's crazy because there are markets out there where you don't really take that opportunity to do an inspection sure. or they'll do an inspection before you even make the offer. So you're, uh, you know, if you want to do it, even though our market this year was crazy in Bloomington in terms of a seller's market and a shortage of homes. Yes. We all, I, I don't, nobody was waiving inspections. That was still I a can't huge part of it. Would. Do you remember what came up on your inspection? I do. I remember. So um, when we looked at our house, it was our ideal neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it actually, if you remember, it wasn't the first house that we were putting the no, offer on. There was one up in Blue Ridge. Yeah, on the north remember. side of town. And I did not want to be on the north side permanently. But we were in similar market Mm -hmm. where there was just not a lot of options so with our house with our inspection I do remember they had drastically dropped the price which is why we were able to make the bid on our house Mm -hmm. at the very last minute in fact that awesome realtor who was up at 10 (laughs) 30 at night who sends me a text message (laughs) sends me a text message saying your house just dropped I think it was like thirteen thousand yeah, dollars in price. That. It was a massive drop. Mm-hmm. You need to be first, mm-hmm. and so it happened very quickly for us because of that fast drop, the quick acceptance. Everything mm-hmm. happened quickly. Mm-hmm. So when we got our inspection, we already had an, an inspector lined up for the other property. Mm-hmm. We just changed the address, mm-hmm. and I do remember the roof was recommended. It was near end of life. Okay. They'd said, you've got less than five years on the roof. But now knowing other homeowners, I feel like that's kind of common. Yeah. Especially when it's the original roof that was built with the house and it was built in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Um, Another big item that came up on ours was water heater, air conditioning, all those units. Mechanicals. Yeah, because the house had been built in about, you know, 1980. And here it was, 2000. So you're 10, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's about time for all that to yeah. start shutting down, not right. working. So I think it was more we were just warned. Foundation was good. Okay. The flood lines were good. I mean, we didn't have any issues of the actual location of the home, structural issues right. of the home. So in my opinion, everything they found could be fixed. Okay. And we weren't, and it wasn't like you need this to be fixed before you move in. Right. Did we ask for anything? I should I don't we, No, we don't. We didn't because we actually, yeah. and no, we actually offered $500 above their asking price yeah. because in your opinion, you saw that big drop because yeah. there was a previous drop as well in the yeah. home. Oh, yeah. They come way down. So they the came price. way down. I think they came down more than 25000 than their yeah. original ask. And this was, you know, in the 200-ish price range at the time. Which was really so, a stretch for us at that time. Yeah. And so that was kind of at our limits of where we were at comfortable with the budget. But I remember you said, be polite and give them a nod. 
to mm-hmm. let them know that you understand that they had come down so far. I always talk, I had this conversation with someone the other day that we went and looked at a house and they had just dropped their price $10,000 and it was like an $80,000 house. So they went oh. from 80 to 70 and we were talking about potentially making an offer and I said, you have to think about it like this. That seller is grieving the loss of $10,000. Yes. Because it just happened yesterday and you know their dream was they were going to have $10,000 more in their pocket until yesterday and then that dream got killed. Yes. And so I always try to help people sort of see both sides and just say, this is how the seller is going to feel about it. You know, and if you want to wait a few weeks um, for that grieving process to happen, yes. then you might be able to negotiate a little bit more. But what I'm telling you is that today for you to get what you need to do, you have to kind of respect that they just had a pretty major loss. Which is a great understanding, a great um, perspective on the situation, because in our situation, we really, really wanted that house. Yeah. And in terms of regrets, my biggest fear going in because of what we were finding on the market in our price range, I was afraid we were going to be purchasing a house on the north side of town, which was not the school district I wanted to be in, yeah. which was not the long-term vision. And we had talked about, well, maybe this is just a five-year home for yeah. us. I'm so glad that didn't happen because I've heard so many other people get in that situation. And you can't predict what the real estate market mm-hmm. is going to be in five years, right. whether you can get out and get out ahead and find another location. So I was so happy all the planets aligned mm-hmm. and we got our house. And if I remember correctly, the house, the other house, house mm-hmm. number one that mm-hmm. you were getting ready to move on needed a ton of work. It was very outdated. Had the tiniest kitchen, like galley kitchen kind of action going on. It was super cool if you were into mid-century modern. Yeah. It would have been your dream home. Because mid-century it, modern, but decorated in the 80s. I think you needed to yes. take it back to mid-century modern, right? But the appliances were all original. Mm, yeah. All of the, I mean, do you remember the vacuum cleaner that was pristinely I cleaned do. in the front closet yes, from 1950? Yes. It was amazing. And, there, and you could tell there's a lot of care and a lot of love put into right. that home. But... That was going to be a house, if it was the five-year plan, you were going to have to kind of fix it up and flip it. We would have had to flip it and and then get out. So I don't remember where that one was priced. It was actually priced. I this is part of our story that of why I remember this is it was it was priced at the exact price of what the other house had dropped to. And so you when you called us that night, you said, All I have to do, because all of our paperwork was signed, Mm. is you said, I just have to change the address. And we were right about that five hundred dollar mark above. And you said it was a respectful move. We didn't have Mm. to change any paperwork. Bam. And so you felt okay about, uh, you know, one of the things that people run into is, you know, I get this so much, especially with first time home buyers. They want a deal. They want a really good deal. And they watch a lot of HGTV. So they feel like I can fix this up and I can make it better. And, uh, and it scares me sometimes to put people into homes that do need a lot of work if they don't have, I, and I, I'm, I'm now the point where I'm real blunt with people. I'm like, do you have $20,000 in the bank? Because for me to sleep at night, it's not that I'm not going to show you the house, but for me to sleep at night and feel okay with you buying this house, I feel like you need to have 20 grand in the bank for emergencies. Or, so, you know, maybe that's an $80,000 house. Or I can show you this house for 120 that is, you know, it's newer, it's Mm -hmm. better in condition, it's been maintained better, it's not a bank owned, hasn't been sitting vacant for three years, so it's just less risk. And so the difference is that your monthly payment's going to be higher a little bit, you know, yes. maybe $100 higher monthly payment, but you are not going to get hit up for that 20 grand. 
your that is great advice. So that's the sort of balance, you know, that is, and, and it sounds like that's kind of the. I think that it the, worked the out house really well for now, us. It ended up being a better deal for you because you could move in and immediately start it living. It was my forever home. It was the neighborhood I wanted yeah. to be in. It was the side of town I wanted to be on. And so when we had first um, had met you and contacted you and we really started chatting, I had had experience substitute teaching in the town. So I knew exactly which high school I wanted and which middle school I wanted. Elementary school I wasn't as concerned about. And so we were able to narrow down our neighborhoods really easily. Yeah. And then as we knew the neighborhood we wanted, found the house, our house happened to have this gorgeous picture window, mm-hmm. and I fell in love by seeing the backyard. I could see my kids mm-hmm. in that house growing up. Yeah. that's yeah. That was my dream coming true, first gut reaction walking in the home. So a lot of people do make their selections uh, or kind of, you know, draw their parameters based on schools. Yes. Uh, and that is something that you still believe. Still believe. If you were to do it again, you would. Absolutely. We were in very, we looked at other neighborhoods very close to ours, Mm -hmm. that the school district lines were just a little different. Mm -hmm. I am so glad we are where we are. Yeah, we are in a pretty unique combination of schools, too. uh, If you're familiar with Bloomington, it's uh, Rogers, Benford, uh, Jackson Creek, and South. That's our uh, trail. Yeah. But if you go across the street. But then you're uh, north and north. north. Not that anything's wrong with this. Not at all. Everybody has their preference. And I have clients who go both ways. I have people who say definitely have to be in north. And I have people who say definitely have to be in south. So I don't know that. And mine was only based off of substitute teaching experience. Yeah. and So I had a different perspective. You know. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's go to another break. And then we're going to come back. And I want to talk about what you were, had envisioned, what changes you had envisioned yes. making, and then what changes you actually did end up making. Absolutely, and if you have yes. We're still, we're still making. Stories you wanna, we're still making changes. Awesome, awesome. All right, we'll be right back. This is Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thanks for coming back to Real Real Estate Today. I'm your host, Deb Tomorrow, and I'm here today with Jamie Schwartzman, who is a homeowner and uh, also a business owner. So if you are local to Bloomington or ever passing through Bloomington, you have to stop at Buffaloes. Uh, what's the address? 114 South Indiana Avenue. 114 Thank South you. Indiana Avenue uh, and get the one of the top 10 chicken wing joints in the country is rated by USA Today. So that's pretty cool. Um but we're actually here to talk about her house story. Um, she's owned a home for about seven years with her husband, Ed, and now have two children. Two kids, yes. So you have one who was one-year-old, and now you yeah. have two, and Elliot is two and Two, a half. Yeah. Oh, two. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be the end of me. I know. He's a, a bruiser of a boy. <laughs> he's all boy. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so definitely your lives have changed. Yes. And what I'm curious about is... How has your house either met those needs or not met those needs? Because yeah. one of the things, you know, I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and their lives are definitely in the state of flex. You know, a lot of them are young couples. They're planning on probably having kids at some point. I work with a lot of pregnant people. <laughs> they seem to get pregnant during the home buying process. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's just sort of the natural transition. And making the decision of, is this going to be right for us because especially if you haven't been a parent before, you you know, you bought a house, you'd never had a six-year-old before. No. So how do you know that you're getting a house that's going to work well for a six-year-old or for the mom of a six-year-old? So let's start with, were there one or two things that you knew you immediately wanted to change about the house? Absolutely. When we walked in, right away we said we wanted an open concept. Mm-hmm. That was our first kind of a must-have on our list, Mm -hmm. but we realized that a lot of these houses that were built that we, in these neighborhoods in the 80s, open concept wasn't a thing. Yep. So that was the new builds, which we couldn't necessarily afford the new builds, or the new builds that we could afford were not neighborhoods we wanted to be in. Right. That's very, very typical in Bloomington, um, especially if you're sort of basing your parameters on schools, which you were, that was very high on your list, uh, is that the schools that people want can sometimes be the older neighborhoods, because the newer neighborhoods end up being built on the outskirts or you know the next town over kind of thing um and the older construction is just a different it was a different, a different time yeah. it was it was a different style we didn't like each other that much back in the 80s no we all needed separate you had yeah. your separate you had your formal living room right you had a formal dining room with white carpet that's yeah, what i grew up had, with right we had a white carpet right. actually right dining room with a white hardwood carpet. floors were not a thing right linoleum was big right and the people who owned the house, the house before us didn't really do a lot of changes or upgrades in the house, but right. they took care of it. Yeah. So we knew that the house was in good shape. So for us, it was a good option right. because when we walked in the door, it was livable. Mm-hmm. It was in great condition. And so we kind of took that savings into account for what if the roof does need to be fixed. Right. So we were kind of holding off. And then right off the bat, the hot water heater went out. Yeah, there you go. Within a few months of moving in. Which is not the fun stuff that the homeowners want to do. Not what we wanted to invest. We had had a lot lot of action going on. So we were able to replace the water heater in the air conditioning unit in one swoop, which actually saved us some money in the long run. And then we were able to kind of, you know, tuck some money away here and there. And when we finally had a 
chunk of change that we were comfortable with, we said, first thing, let's get the open concept going. That's a pretty big project. It was. I mean, taking walls out. It was a big deal, yeah. and but it completely changed the entire layout, oh, look, sure. and the way we lived in the home. Yeah, completely changed the way we lived in the home. So I have a lot of clients that'll go into a house and go, "This would be perfect, except this needs to be opened up." And sometimes I feel like they take that for granted that it's like, "Oh, we'll just open that wall up," because you know Joanna Gaines. On fixture-uppers, like, take that wall out. We're going to take that wall out. We're going to put new flooring in. And it happens over commercial break. Right. No, it was actually about a six-week process. Okay. And it was, uh, some of the things we learned were our floors weren't even, which you couldn't tell by sight. But then once you start messing around with structural, you start to realize the the baseboards had to be jacked up. Mm -hmm. And they had to put the little steel poles in to Mm -hmm. even things out. you know, the big, huge board across the top is quite the expensive project. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're definitely redoing the kitchen. And were there other projects that you thought you were going to do? Yeah, we, we've sort of kind of come at the point of we've done what we can afford okay. when we can do it. Okay. So Ed likes to be hands-on and likes to do some of the work yeah. himself. So sometimes he wants to either help pitch in or do some of it himself until, you know, we've never done our own plumbing or our own electric. Yeah. I would not recommend that to anybody. Right. Use the electrician, you know, use the plumber. But when we started on our kitchen, we took out the trim um, the trim work and behind it, what mm-hmm. we thought was trim kind of hiding the tops of the cabinets mm-hmm. was actually hiding plumbing. Oh, okay. So it went from a basic, easy plumbing job yeah. to... Wow, we have to reroute that, and it cost thousands right. to change that. Right. So then we were once again at a halt. So our kitchen open concept actually was a five-year oh process. Um, so it's a good thing that you own a restaurant, so that yeah. you yes. just brought food home for dinner every right. night, right? Yes. How much we chicken? We were able, one yeah, we were able to eat and live out of it, but you know, it took us a long time to get the countertops done. Yeah. It took us a long time to replace the cabinet. So first we did open concept and flooring. Mm-hmm. So knock the wall down, did the flooring. Okay. Then months later, we saved up enough to find the island. Okay. So then we actually went to an Amish carpenter for that. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous work done. Did the island. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of piece by piece. How Your we island didn't have a countertop for a long it time. It didn't. <laughs> it was. It, it had plywood for quite I, some time. I remember that, right? Yes. Right. And then it took a while, and then we had. We actually tried to go with concrete countertops, have mm-hmm. them be custom made. Was not very happy with the way that turned out. <laughs> We're going to talk about that process, but yes, there's some stories there. But it's one thing to see it on House or Pinterest, yeah. and it's another thing to really see how they turn out. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was a little bit of a, you know, we were learning lessons. I'm not going to say we regret any of those mistakes because mm-hmm. we learned from them. On the bright side, we didn't get all the countertops done. Right. So right. we just had one done. So kind of to summarize that process um, for you, you don't regret buying a house that needed to no, be updated. Not at all. Uh, the trade-off for you was you know being in the right neighborhood and the right schools. You were that willing to do that. You wouldn't go back and say, no. I would buy a newer house that I didn't ever have to do any project on. No. But that's the decision for you guys. And, and I'm also the, the personality of I don't need instant gratification. Mm-hmm. I could see the vision and I knew where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to happen overnight for me. Okay. It probably would have been a fifty to seventy thousand dollar job to get where we are today mm-hmm. if it had been all done at once. We yeah. didn't have that. Yeah. I was not willing to go into debt 
to get it done immediately. So we just did it over time. Right. Let me ask you, um, is there, so are you pretty much done? Are you going to do the bathroom? So right now, as we speak, Ed is in the basement of our home okay. working on the bathroom. Okay, that one. Well, I was talking about the one upstairs. No, we decided to go with the downstairs bathroom okay. first. So one of the things about your house that's a little um, interesting and, and quirky is that it, it's a quite, you know, it's a good-sized house. It's got good square yes. footage, two stories with a basement. Yep. I think there's, what, four bedrooms upstairs? Yep. And two full bathrooms upstairs, but the master isn't quite traditional in that no. the bathroom door is right outside the hallway of your bedroom door. So yes, it's, it's not, not attached. true en suite. No, but you've got your own if you you know if you have a kid's bathroom and you have an yes. adult's bathroom basically and so I know that's something that you've talked about did that bother you when you we were confused yeah when we first looked at it because the true master mm-hmm. is one of these smaller rooms where the bathroom is connected to it with big great closets mm-hmm. but it's the space is smaller mm-hmm. so we took another room that I think we found out later was like more of a playroom extension room okay so the master it's the true master is our guest room now. Okay. That's where Grandma Shirley yeah. and Grandma Patty right. stay. We have the other room, which is which is much larger. Okay. Not as much closet space, but the bathroom is not attached. So do you it's all use the same bathroom? Right now, I have a bathroom with the kids, yeah. and Ed uses the other bathroom. Okay. Unless if people come into town, then gotcha. he gets evicted. Right. And, you know, I found that it's interesting with my house. You know, I live in a 100-year-old farmhouse, and... Um, you know, I, I came from a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, and each bedroom kind of had its own bathroom sure. sort of thing. And before that, I lived in a you know, four-bedroom house where we had the traditional master bathroom. In this house, we don't. We have one, two full bathrooms. One is up and one is down. I use the downstairs one. Uh, Euros uses the upstairs one. I think separate bathrooms make for happy couples. I agree. Uh, and... You know, it just ended up not being a big deal to me. It's not a big deal I to me. I thought it was going to be a big deal. And, and I worry sometimes, like, someday I'm going to sell my house. That's going to be a turnoff for some people. Sure. I think once you start living in it, like you've lived in it, you've figured out how to make it work. And it's not really, it's kind of along the lines of, I was talking with someone the other day and we were laughing. Um, I have so many buyers that say we have to have a you know a jetted tub or a garden tub in the master bathroom I'm like that's great you call me when you take a bath because, yeah that's, you know I mean lives get busy not a deal breaker and you know I, I'm, I'm not seeing you as the type of person no. who's going to spend 45 minutes and most of us because life is just too busy we don't have so we don't take care of ourselves right um but uh but, but I think you do need to go in with your deal breakers you have to know and my my big deal breaker for me was school district in long term I was looking for that square footage to have that space for our family to yeah, grow right. and I really wanted yard space for our kids to play in yeah in our case our front yard is on a little bit busier of a road but the backyard is fantastic yeah, it's pretty much so we were able to there. see the kids playing in the backyard not the front yard which was okay that was an okay yeah. trade-off for us for yeah. some people that might be a deal breaker yeah. it's not like we're on a highway right it's just it's, it's a main, main road, road that comes into the neighborhood yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take one more break and then come back, and I want to talk a little bit about um, just how you use your home um, because sure. I think that could be helpful for people that are looking to buy a home, especially people with kids you know, that are two and six, seven? Seven. seven. Two, seven now. Um, so we're going to talk about that before we wrap up. So stay tuned. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thank you once again for coming back. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Deb Tomorrow Realtor. And we are talking today with Jamie Schwartzman, who is a homeowner, and we are learning from her house story. Um, so it's kind of a new segment that we're going to be promoting on this show about just listening to people's stories about their homes, and they've lived in them for um, a while, and, and talking about how they made the decision to pick that home any regrets they've had, um, and how they use their home. And I think that's really useful too. So that was a question I wanted to ask is, and I think I know the answer to this one, what's the most used portion of your home? The open concept living space yeah. between kitchen, dining room, living room. So it's interesting to me because the way your house was uh, originally set up is that there was sort of a casual family room off to one side. And then you kind of, there's sort of circular, but you go through a kitchen, it's in the back of the house, over yep. the backyard, and then a dining room next to that. And everything yep. was compartmental and then a formal living room and very similar to you know how I grew up and the formal living room was used at Christmas and the dining room is used at yep, Easter Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> yes. but the family room was where everybody lived all the time yes. and you really kind of turned that um, by opening it up Completely that formal down. areas become now you know your go-to area so my question to you is do you use the family room area very often no not very much, actually, at all. So what we ended up doing is we ended up putting in a really nice big desk and computer. Mm-hmm. So it's more of an office. We now call World's it the biggest den. office. <laughs> it is huge. So the piano is in there, mm-hmm. and the office space is in there. So I use the space personally. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the kids are attached to me. Yeah. So there is like a little couch in there. Yeah. So they can come in and watch TV and hang out. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, we actually don't. And with a little guy, you don't really want to have fires because it's yep. just not safe yet. He's oh, yeah. too little for it. There, so yeah. we're not going to be having fires in the fireplace quite yet. Right. Um, and is there space that, and then in the basement, is it finished? 
So it's quasi-finished. Yeah, so process. we're going through the process of finishing it right now. So we have a nice big storage area we have down there. We have a, a lovely long L-shaped couch that the kids can just play on, mm-hmm. watch TV, but play do with they toys. Go down there? They do now because okay. Avery's seven now. Okay. The basement was basically toy storage. That's what I thought for the longest time. For the longest there wasn't time, much going on down there. No, but now she's big enough, and when we invite other couples and friends and family over. Mm-hmm they kind of congregate, the kids congregate down there. Oh, okay. So it's great because okay. then it can be a mess. Yeah. And it's okay. So it's interesting that space has really evolved for you. And it was... Completely evolved. If you had, didn't have that basement space when you first bought the house, probably for the first few years, you would have been okay. Yep, just needed to do laundry. Yeah, but now it's... And, and I tell people that too. I say, you know, you may not think about it now, but I'm telling you when those kids are 13, you're going to want a space for them to go to that's as far away from you. I actually possible. said the same thing, Avery. I said, I... Guaranteeing five years, you're going to want to move your bedroom yeah. down to the basement. Right now, and we're building in the process of building a bathroom. Yeah, there there would be no reason for her to ever go upstairs. Right, and she can't imagine that she's still attached. Really? Yeah. And you got doors down there; she could sneak out. Trouble. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> a few years. I'm not there. Happens, right? <laughs> um, are there other spaces that you don't really use? So our our guest bedroom is mm-hmm. only used when we have people come in town. Okay. We keep it clean. Sometimes it ends up being laundry folding area. Okay. So that's sort of what that space has evolved. But I really feel like we really do use the house. The The ongoing joke we have is when we looked at the house and bought the house, Ed's dad said to us right away, he said, you're going to regret not buying a ranch. You should hold out for a ranch. And we're like, okay, whatever. This house is beautiful. Yeah. And at least once a week, climbing up the stairs, especially really? if you did basement, laundry, mm-hmm. and you got to go up two flights to bring up the laundry, yeah. we joke and we laugh, and one of us will say, we should have bought a ranch. Right. Now... It's fine. It's kind of an inside joke. But the reality is, is when, like, Ed's mom couldn't come visit us for about two years because she wasn't able to walk upstairs. Wow. We got put into a position recently where she had to come visit due to weather. Mm -hmm. And we sort of had to save her and get her out of her home. Mm -hmm. So when we flew her up, we had to get her upstairs because that's where all the beds were. Right. That's where the The showers were. Mm -hmm. And so we were able through some networking and through some contacts and friends, we were able to get a chairlift installed pretty easily. So you, we made that happen really fast. We made it happen in about 24 hours. Like tomorrow, come install one. Yeah. That's crazy. And it came in about 36 hours. Wow. Yeah. It happened very quickly. That's crazy. But she was able to stay with us for a month. Yeah. And now she's coming back for another month. So we went for two years with no visit Mm -hmm. to now. Now, two one-month stays within four months of each other. So if you had to do it over again and all other things being equal, you would pick a ranch over a two-story? I think we would, but I'll be honest. Our neighborhood is not a neighborhood that has a lot of ranch-style well, homes. places aren't. And, you know, I think what people don't realize, there is a, a true shortage of ranch homes uh, in Bloomington. and one of the Especially big... for that era of built. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're more expensive to build. They have a larger footprint. Yes. And so that increases your and cost. And I like our yard space. I, I don't yeah. know if I would give up some up. of what we have. Yeah. And another thing that we didn't really take into account seven years ago was when we moved in, Avery was one of the first little kids, little, little kids mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. In seven years, transitioning. Our, we have got a bus stop filled with over, I think there's over 10 kids at our bus stop. We're friends with our neighbors. The house across the street is 
preparing to be put on the market. Yeah. We anticipate more because because it's, sure. it's another three bedroom, four bedroom home. Right, in a great school district. In a great school district, mm-hmm. and so now I wouldn't change our neighborhood for anything. Yeah. Once she went to the bus stop as a kindergartner, our neighborhood lit up. Yeah. It just changed our whole world. Yeah. So that's that's important. So let me ask you this: Have you used the chairlift? If you could get my kids off of it, I could. Oh, yeah. But no, the, kid, the kids think it's the greatest invention That's ever. Sure. They actually think it was meant for them. Yeah. And it's actually a good tool, especially for Ellie to say, it's time to go to bed. Nope, he doesn't want to go upstairs. Why don't you take the chair up? Oh, my god. He's gosh. happy to jump on. It's like a carousel ride. Swing his little ride. feet. And he can get himself up and down, no problem. Oh, I think we need to see some Facebook videos of that, for <laughs> sure. I was thinking, could you put the laundry basket on there and, right? and run it up? It is that a nice little shelf to set things down that have to go down or up, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I've sold a few houses that have those chairlifts. It's kind of fun. Um, let's see. We've got two. Uh, oh, gosh. I think we're done. Oh, I know. No. Look how fast the hour goes. And I know you no. had some other really interesting things that you wanted we to talk about. We could go on and on. I know. Well, and, you know, specifically, um, you've got some good remodeling stories and lessons to be learned from uh, that. So we could write a book on you that. You probably could. <laughs> I know names change to protect identities. And, Correct. Uh, and maybe some restraining orders or something. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, we may have to have like a, a panel show or something with like remodeling regrets yeah. or um, uh, remodeling things. To be continued on the remodeling saga. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, thank you so much for joining uh, me today. Thank you for it's having been me. fun. And um, I hope that people find this useful and just sort of you know, kick back with a glass of wine and this is the kind of show you just sort of listen to and see what you can learn from. Um, I think it's important to just know that. You know, you, Jamie and Ed still love their home, and they've made yes. it into what they need to make. They've made it work. It's like a Tim Gunn moment from Project Runway. We did. You make it work. And I think yeah. a lot of people, I, almost everybody, I've never had a house kill anyone. Um, no, I think it's... No, you do. You make it work, and you find happiness yeah. there. And um, It may take some patience, and it may take some vision, Yeah, but it will work for you. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of all in that attitude kind of thing. So don't get too hung up. You know, um, and like Dr. Amanda Quinby, the psychologist that we had on said, you know, really understand what you value. So you valued schools, you valued yard. I mean, I'm hearing that very clearly from you. So what you're saying really resonates with her show. So go back and listen to her shows, too, because um, I think all of that together will really help you if you're um, out there struggling to make the decision and, and feel like you're making the right decision. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will be back next week with another great show. I think this is going to be our Thanksgiving show. So I hope everyone has a uh, happy and thankful Thanksgiving. And we will be back next week with Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.